0: I don't remember which Christmas adjectives or, or, or descriptions they used, Probably but it was all Mary. Christmas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think
0: it was Mary. I think it was a... Uh,
1: it wasn't cherry. It rhymed was it? with berry, but it wasn't Mary. Yeah. French toast.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast and excited to be talking to another one of our favorite cruising couples out there. I want to start by welcoming back Willie and Rebecca to our show. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey there.
3: Hey, you guys. So for those of our listeners who haven't listened to previous shows, we have actually several of other shows with Willie and Rebecca that we have recorded and one from just a couple of months ago when they were on their last cruise. But we're excited to talk to them about their Christmas cruise that they recently got back from.
2: Before we get there, for long-time listeners out there who've listened to many shows with Willie and Rebecca in recent history, you know, they've got some news. They've got some <laughs> news to share. And, hey, breaking news, if I could have that sound. Willie, Rebecca, what happened at Disney World before this cruise?
0: So the day before the cruise, the day after... Rebecca's graduation. It was one day sandwiched in between the two. I asked Rebecca to marry me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did.
3: What'd she say? I said, yes, of course, of
2: course. (laughs) (laughs) Willie and Rebecca are actually coming to us from different rooms in the house right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Well, we are excited. Uh, Can you tell us I mean, we saw the pictures and we were just ecstatic for you. But what happened? Tell us a little bit about the engagement before we dive into the cruise.
1: So my entire family was coming in because I was graduating from UCF. And they were coming in for the long weekend. And I knew we had the cruise two days after they were coming in. It was a very, very busy weekend. So Friday, the 17th. Was my college graduation. We had dinner with. We went to have caught, um, and we had dinner with my whole family. And his family was there. It was very nice. And then the next morning, decided to hit up Tataria Al Forno on the boardwalk, which we've always talked about being one of our favorite restaurants. That's where we ate with you. Yes, it is. <laughs> we never miss an opportunity to get chicken farm. Um, but we had we were there for breakfast, and afterwards he had this grand idea to go take some pictures at the gazebo in between the boardwalk and the beach club.
2: Just a, just a spontaneous grand idea, right, Willie? I yeah, mean, it's just and he's like, out. why not? <laughs>
1: I'm completely clueless. And I'm walk, we're walking over there and I was really looking forward to it. Don't have pictures of both families together. I was like, it's going to be awesome. There's this random girl standing in the gazebo watching this party of 12 people come over. And I was like, is she going to leave? Like, This is really awkward that like we're all coming over there and she has no idea. But we start taking pictures. I take some with my family. He takes some with his all together, whatever. And then he's like, do you want to do just us? And I was like, sure. And so we started taking pictures of just us. And I love my hand on his chest pose. That's like my go-to. And as soon as I put my hand on his chest, I was like, why is your heart beating so fast? And it was like visible almost. I looked down, I'm scared. I'm like, he's anxious about something, but I don't know what. Is it this girl here? Like, Does he know who she is? Like, I don't know. I had no idea what was going on. And then all of a sudden, he just looks at me. And this is a long time insider that we have. So he's asked me, I have a proposition. And this was from our first weekend dating. We been dating for two days. And I asked him this question about something else. And so he brought it back and said, I have a proposition. And I was like, what? Gets down on one knee and says, will you marry me? And I instantly brought to tears and I get down on his level. And so if you've seen the pictures, I'm, I'm on my knees with him also just sitting there. And in the background, my uncle is like, so what'd you say? (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) yes, of course. What else is it going to be? And it was wonderful. And the girl, random girl there at the gazebo was actually a photographer that was hired to take pictures. So she got everything for that whole night or that whole day. And it was, it was a really awesome occasion. Yeah. Took some pictures afterwards. It was great.
2: Well, Willie, the one question I have for you is how long were you carrying the ring around in your pocket just the day? Or was it, uh, was it kind of a, you know, was it there for a while? (laughs) No. So
0: funny enough, that wasn't the original plan. The original plan was to propose on the cruise. Um, that was always, that had been the plan for about six months. And that Tuesday leading up to that week, I said, you know what? It'll mean a lot to her family. They're here. I'm going to do it at breakfast the day before the cruise. And so I had actually picked up the ring the Saturday before. Stuck it in my golf bag. I was coming home from golf. Stuck it in my golf bag because I knew she wouldn't look in there. And it was there's a small little pocket in there where it wouldn't uh, wiggle around. So I slid it in there and it just came in like normal. And then that was Saturday, like a Saturday night. And then on Monday when she went to work, I snuck it up into my nightstand, <laughs> hid it under some things. So in a drawer that she never goes into anyways. And so the day of the engagement, I had to wear a jacket even though it wasn't cold so that I could put it in one of my pockets and always have my hands in there as like a comfort thing. And hide the fact that it was in there.
1: He made sure to keep me on the right side the whole time.
0: Yeah. So getting into the car, I had it on my left pocket. And then when we got to breakfast, she sat on my left side. So as she sits, I step back from her and I grab it out of my pocket and just put it around the back. And It was
3: a lot
2: of moving it around.
3: (laughs) Without losing it too.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We couldn't be more excited for the two of you. And congratulations as well, Rebecca, for graduation, because that's a big milestone as well. So we will we will have to revisit this topic after the wedding and perhaps uh, a cruise on Disney Cruise Line. But we are so excited for you. I'm
1: thinking we do. A podcast at the wedding. We record one with you guys just there. <laughs> yes, TCL the Duo, the
2: wedding episode. The wedding episode.
1: <laughs> I'll
2: just sit quietly in the back with my portable recorder. She is now walking down the aisle. <laughs> tears, tears are coming to Willie's face. There, tears are so coming. a live <laughs> play, by play brought to you by. Brian. Watch out for the live episode, folks. So. Well, we got we got to talk about this cruise cuz that was uh, we love the engagement but we got to talk about your cruise too cuz that was an event. But before we dive into the specifics of it, Willie, can you just quickly remind folks about how many cruises you've been on, what what cruise number was this uh, for you? Just give us the basic details on the on the cruise, the where the when.
0: Yeah, this was cruise
2: number 12. This cruise
0: was out of Port Canaveral. It was a 7-night Western Caribbean cruise on the Disney Fantasy, December 19th through the 26th. So it was actual over Christmas on Christmas Day cruise, something I had been dreaming of since early on in my Disney cruising career, I'd always told my parents, I want to cruise for Christmas, I want to experience er, Christmas on on one of the boats. And so we it was actually Christmas 2020, watching the wish promo that appeared that morning on one of the Disney Christmas shows where I finally convinced my mom, let's do it next year. And we booked it on Christmas morning 2020 to sail Christmas 2021.
2: Nice. And who was with, it wasn't just the two of you. You had the whole family with you, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. This was a, a little bit of a different cruise. This was, this was Rebecca's
0: third cruise, but first one where it wasn't just us two. So uh, my parents and my brother and sister were also with us. So we were a group of six this time.
2: Were you, were you able to use your platinum booking window to get some fun things? We got the free meal Apollo. <laughs>
3: <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's fun for me. I had a blast. <laughs> nice,
2: nice. No cabana though. No cabana. No. So just a little bit backtracking. We we
0: were originally booked on the Disney magic for this cruise because at the time we booked it, my family was still living in Miami where I'm from. They ended up moving to Orlando in March. And we later on said, if the discounts are out there and available, um, we'll consider moving over to the fantasy. Say almost an identical itinerary, except you got one extra day and that extra day landed you in Jamaica.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, So instead of a six night on the magic was a seven night on the fantasy. And so when when we were able to book the Cabanas on the Magic Cruise, we were still booked on the Magic when that window opened. They were gone for even on Platinum Day. So the concierge guests, I guess, took them all. But I was able to book Paulo. And then when we switched to the Fantasy, you're you're not guaranteed, Paulo, but we were able to, to, to rebook for the five of us because my brother is an adult. So it was only my sister that didn't get to
2: enjoy the meal.
3: Oh, your poor sister.
2: Yeah, <laughs> she's 11. Well, nice, nice. I'm glad you got the meal in Palo. And so the whole family with you, did you all book together? Did you have rooms close by or was it all everyone booking separately?
0: No, we booked together and we had connecting veranda rooms. It was, it was quite nice. Nice. Did you have them open up the verandas for you? Yeah, we did. Yes. They told our stateroom hostess day one. He walked right in,
2: opened it. They were open ever since. Nice, nice. Well, whole family getting on board. How much of a nail-biter was the COVID testing Hort this time around with uh, so many people sailing with you?
3: It
1: was a little more nerve-wracking. Um, so for our October cruise... Like it was just the two of us, but I had my 11 to 90 day recovered, so I didn't have to test at the port, and that was we talked back in our October episode. This time that I fell outside of that window, so I was now testing. This time we have his little sister who is 11, who was not vaccinated, so she had to pre-test and to test at the ship on embarkation day and Christmas Eve. It was intense. Every testing opportunity was definitely nerve wracking. Willie and I got our clear to sail first and it that 10 minutes between us being clear and them not was probably the most nerve-wracking cuz you're waiting on the four other people that you traveled with to you know to determine if you can embark on the ship or not so it was definitely more nerve-wracking than than just one person <laughs> you know so
0: she's not doing justice <laughs> this was one of the most stressful months and weeks of my life, because as oh. we were leading up to it, I kept just stressing privately by myself every now and then I'd share. So the timeline was we boarded Sunday. Friday, we were at an auditorium at her university in a, a graduation ceremony. And you can't skip your college graduation ceremony.
1: And I did not want to wear a mask walking across the stage for right? the pictures. So so
0: I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I tell her after that graduation, I go, okay, we're going to need God to get us on that ship. I was just, you, you know, you don't, you don't know. And, and this was coming at a time where Omicron was just starting and I'm big into sports and I'm watching athletes just go down left and right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's nothing it's, it's like, there's nothing we can do besides just hope and pray. And so it, it was very stressful. My mom travels for work compared mm-hmm. to October where. She didn't have to test and I work from home. So there was o- almost no reason for anything to have gone wrong. It's very easy to, to do that process. You know, I was able to stay home the, the 10 days before and stay safe. And she, wa- she was in the recovered. This was six people and we were all together. So th- right. this was a Just group.
3: variables. Yeah, a lot, lot more variables. And you've got your sister and brother who are in school as well, right? So they've got more more vectors of possible- Infection and Rebecca teaches, and so she's got these grubby little kids around her all the time, and so
2: perfect little angels, I think, is how she would describe them, Samantha. But listen,
3: yeah. she teaches a kid about Na- kids about Nathan's age, so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Twenty two of them in one room
2: is daunting. Let me tell you, is this your family's first time back on the ship since the restart? Yeah,
0: my family's last cruise was 2018 Alaska. It had been a while. As a family, 2019 was the first year since 2012 that we didn't take a cruise. And then 2020, Rebecca and I snuck one in two weeks before the shutdown. So yeah, this was the first time since our sailing out of Vancouver to Alaska in 2018.
2: And so, what was their reaction stepping back on on board? You guys had been on before; you'd seen the atrium show. But what was your family's reaction like? My mom loves
0: the fantasy. She was excited to switch from the magic to the fantasy. It's her favorite ship. I guess it was, it was just an over, overwhelming first day, being that it was a Christmas cruise. Mom was very uh, tired. She had she'd had stayed up late wrapping Christmas presents, packing, getting everything done for the cruise. So mom said the next day, she goes, "You know what? Yesterday I was I was a little." I was a little out of it. I was tired. I was exhausted. But but today I'm, I'm refreshed and ready to ready, to ready to take on this vacation. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> And so you brought you brought gifts on board with you for the Christmas cruise.
1: We brought <laughs> massive bags of gifts. Not just like, oh, every person gets like a secret Santa and you bring like one or two per person. There's like, I don't I can't even give you the dimensions of a bag. Like two feet by three feet like full just stuff like three of those stuffed and we didn't check them because some of them are valuable so we're walking until our state rooms are ready we stayed in cabanas yeah. as soon as we got on the ship until our rooms were just about ready and then walked down to our deck and basically literally waited there for probably a half hour waiting for them to drop the the rope so we could just at least go put everything in there and then come back out and try to enjoy with because it was just agonizing.
0: And we, we boarded early. We had the 11 o'clock boarding. So the second time slot, you know, 1045, 11. By the time we got on, it was, it was noon by the time that the testing and all that. And so we got to Cabana's like at 1230 and or 1245. And we, we were in there, you know, we ate, we, we sat, we talked, we just relaxed and we were in there until about two o'clock. And then at, around that time, we said, let's head down and see if maybe our room is ready. The ropes are dropped and they were not. And so we then stood in the, in the stairwell area near our, our room. Uh, until exactly 2:30 when they take the ribbon off and let you to your room. For so many years we had talked about a Christmas cruise and one of the big things was we have to wait until my little sister is older to wear her presents aren't as many. They're just, you know, maybe more less but more expensive items, you know, so to speak. And that was always the biggest thing is like, you know, it's hard when you have very little kids and, you know, you can get them so much cuz they they just want a bunch of toys and then all of a sudden it's overwhelming with how much you have to wrap and bring. So now that we're all older, we're all adults except my sister. You know, it, it was it was a little easier to finally take this type of uh, vacation for Christmas. For sure.
2: Well, so highlighting the Christmas gifts, this was a very merry time cruise. I definitely want to hear about Christmas Day on board the ship. We'll get there in a second, but how was the excitement level getting on a decorated ship? The big gingerbread house in the atrium, all that sort of stuff. Uh, were you were you impressed?
1: Decoration wise, I thought it was it was extravagant and beautiful. The tree is absolutely breathtaking. The gingerbread houses, you can smell it from anywhere on deck three. It was it was wonderful. Someone had, a cast member had told us that we just needed to go in and count the amount of trees that were around the ship because they have them in the restaurants and they have them in the clubs and they're in the lobby. And sometimes they're in the theaters and stuff like that. They, of- they were everywhere. You There wasn't a place where you went where you didn't feel... I think the Christmas spirit, because even all of the doors from the other guests are decorated. I mean, with lights and stockings and wreaths and Mm -hmm. the magnets are still in full swing in the fish extender. I mean, there was no, no lack in Christmas decor to, to brighten your spirits for sure.
0: Yeah. And and back to your earlier question, like when you, when you board and you're watching the show, well, this time, since I had already seen the show, I was actually taking in the, the decorations, you know, the amount of, Garland along all the railings and all the levels, and how it shines and the lights hitting. You know, the atrium on the Disney Cruise Line ships is already majestic, and the lights and all the the railings and the, the the brass, everything shines a certain way. But then you add the the Christmas shine, the Christmas lights, and then the garland and the tree and the gingerbread house. It it was one of the most majestic. You know, I love Wilderness Lodge for Christmas. It is the best place to be. But in terms of majestic and l- luxurious and Extravagant. The atrium on the fantasy was just that. It was it was pristine.
1: I think probably the saddest part was we we wanted to stay up on Christmas Day because we were getting off the next day, and so we were we'd stayed up playing board games in the lobby. They were already dismantling, I mean, destroying the gingerbread house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then by the time we were waking up on the 26th, the tree is being taken down, all the garland is being removed. And so... And
0: the gingerbread was gone. The gingerbread
1: house was... You couldn't even tell it was was there. Furniture was back. Yeah, it was a switch instantly. They started at like 11 p.m. on Christmas day and had it completely gone by the morning.
0: And we had some cruisers in our Facebook group that did the back-to-back and they were on the New Year's sailing and they they said, yep, it's all gone. It's all gone. All traces of Christmas are gone on, on this sailing.
2: I want to talk about itinerary. Okay. Yeah. What was the itinerary for the sailing? So the 19th, we
0: boarded on Port Canaveral. The 20th, we were at Castaway. The 21st was a sea day. The 22nd, we were at Jamaica. The 23rd was a sea day. the 20th, We were in Cozumel, Mexico. The 25th was a sea day. And then the 26th, we were back home in Port Canaveral. So it was very nice. It was port day, sea day, port day, sea day, and then on Christmas Day you're at sea, so you have nothing competing with Christmas Day. And I, I really like that the fact that they went to Castaway first. You get that, and you start the cruise off on on, on the best note, and then you have that sea day. I really, my Alaska cruise and now this cruise have been cruises where the last day is a sea day. I really enjoy that.
3: I'm curious about the, because we've talked about obviously Christmas fell at the very end of this cruise. What kinds of Christmas activities and offerings did they have? When did they fall? Were they all sort of concentrated Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or did they have throughout? And, and what offerings did they have? We, we were on A Very Merry Time over Thanksgiving, also on the fantasy, and I'm curious if it was similar or if there were more Christmas offerings because you were actually on over Christmas.
1: They had multiple story time with Mrs. Clauses. Those fell on the sea days during the cruise. They had Christmas crafts that were specially available to us. They had this Christmas palooza. And that's not what it was called. Christmas extravaganza or, or something like Holiday that. Holiday headquarters. Holiday headquarters. That's what it was. And it was like a four hour block on Christmas day full of... All of the crafts from the week, um, they
0: allowed you to. Is that what it just was? Music, crafts, games. It was kind of yeah. like a holiday headquarters, a place to go and just ha- be immersed in Christmas. Yeah, there were so many opportunities to do story time with Mrs. Claus. Yeah, she was. We kept all over scheduling this. it, <laughs> and then there was something else that we wanted to do at that time. We kept pushing it. By the end of the cruise, we were like, oh, wow, we still have this this one opportunity where there's nothing planned with it. So like, <laughs> that was really nice that it wasn't, you know, some events, they only happen once or maybe twice. She was she was out quite often. So that was nice to do that.
1: Santa um, Claus sightings, those happened frequently as well.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of Christmas movies, all your favorite Christmas mm-hmm. movies, even Noël, which is like one of the newer ones that's, you know, Disney plus, but that even that was on board. A lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff like that.
2: On Christmas Day, did they do anything in particular special, leave anything in the stateroom or do something just particularly nice on Christmas Day? So,
0: yeah, we, well, Christmas Day for us, we got up early and, you know, for, for those who, who are religious, this was something great to know. There was a midnight mass. It was at 1030 on Christmas Eve. We had an event that we wanted to attend that night. So Rebecca and I committed to doing the eight to nine Christmas mass. It was like a, a, a church somewhere here in the U.S. And they had like a video stream, kind of like our local church does. Um And then they offered at 1030 a.m. as well. Eight from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. and then 1030 to 1130 a.m. on Christmas Day. They had the holiday headquarters on Christmas Day. And then, yes, when we got back to our room Christmas night, we had a few gifts. We had a beautiful, I want to say lithograph, but maybe eight by 11 real big. And it was thanking us for sailing during the holidays. It was, you know, it was Mickey and, and, and the gang and, and the cruise ship in the background. And it said, Merry Christmas 2021 and thanking us for sailing. So And it came in like a nice envelope to protect it, to take it home. There was this little scrub, like this kind of Christmas scented. Yeah, it's like a loofah with soap already in it. So you just water it and scrub. And I think there were a few other goodies. But yeah, we. I, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting anything coming back. That night and we got to the room, there were gifts.
1: His sister, they were in the stateroom next to us and they gave her a, like a make your own puzzle. So it was like a a pre-built puzzle that came with like markers and stuff so that she could, you know, decorate it herself or color it herself. And it was, that was the only thing different. We didn't have the puzzle, but we got um, to see her excitement. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool.
2: Were there a lot of people decorating their staterooms and such for Christmas? Like, did you, were lights out in the hallways and things like that?
0: Oh yeah, and we are one of those people um, because we had our connecting staterooms. It was the two doors and then a, a, the nice wooden panel between. So my mom had this not lights, but they were kind of like three D puffy things that like like a party you like thing. Open that it up. You open it up and it's shaped <laughs> like a light bulb. So they weren't real light bulbs. We had those going across our doors. We had magnets. My mom also bought both of our staterooms the Disney holiday package. So we had. They're great. It's little magnets that stick to the roof of the room and they dangle and they have bells and they're all Christmas themed. And then you have a window cling with Pluto in like um, a wreath and and like a Santa hat.
1: Stockings.
0: Yeah. There were people with actual Christmas lights along. Um, There were people with magnets. We also had our magnets, new magnets as well. Uh, Stockings hanging outside the doors on the fish extenders. So yeah, there was, you know, everywhere you went, whether you were in the, the hallway of your floor or... Up on the decks, anywhere you went, there were you were reminded that that, that it was Christmas. And that's kind of what I told Rebecca is, you know, Christmas is is our favorite holiday of the boat. Like I, I love Christmas more, more than even my birthday. It's my favorite day of the year. And we love it. And yet we only really celebrate on the 24th and the 25th. You know, you you decorate and then you only spend it. Um, but when you take a cruise, Christmas starts the day you board. And so for us, Christmas actually started December 19th this year. And it was seven straight days of Christmas, and that's kind of awesome.
3: And I want to tell our listeners something, because I think anyone who's friends with you on Facebook knows that seven days of Christmas also means at least seven different Christmas outfits. And actually, I would say more like 14 different Christmas outfits, because there were obviously wardrobe changes before dinner.
2: Yeah, Willie, I hope hope you own stock in tipsy elves. That's all I'm (laughs) going to say. I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Well, then I got to know where you got the Christmas suits because those look like this came straight from this company that we that we know called Tipsy Elves. But yeah,
1: (laughs) there wasn't a night where we weren't themed to something. I mean, me on Christmas Day, me, his Willie's mom and his sister had head to toe the exact same outfit on. And so it was these candy cane spirit jerseys that had like the fuzzy little candy canes all over the place with the jogger pants that you're talking about that have Mickey and Minnie in Christmas hats printed all over it. We've had those outfits planned for weeks in advance. Like we're going to match everything. We all bought matching Marvel Christmas shirts together Mm -hmm. um, over our Thanksgiving holiday to wear. We had previous Christmas shirts from... Two years ago, that we bought for Christmas, and last year, I mean, we went all out in making sure that the only time that we didn't plan outfits together was was formal night because it was in semi formal, I think. But even they had matching jackets, so like they kind of did. It was yeah. it just worked out every night.
0: Going back to those suits, those suits I actually got in twenty fifteen and sixteen. I bought the blue one. My mom was like, "I dare you to wear this to Christmas Eve," and I said, "I'll do it." I've always been very into fashion and and dressing out there. And, you know, you can wear anything as as long as you are confident. In it. And if there was ever an excuse to wear this for, for semi-formal and formal, and it's funny that the blue one that I have, I wore that one on formal night. So that was at the beginning of the cruise, the green one I wore on Christmas Eve, which is when semi-formal was. But the blue one I wore on a night, another guy on the cruise had it. The same he, one. He saw me in, our, in in royal court that night. We were in royal court for both of those, those outfits. He saw me in royal court and he walked all the way over to my seat And said, Can I get a selfie with you? And sure enough, he got a selfie. I I don't know who this person was.
3: Yeah, I love it. You know, Willie, if you want to find that guy, I bet if you try in your Facebook group from the cruise, you might be able to find that picture of you with that other with that other
2: guest. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we gotta ask the question: how many pictures did we get on this cruise?
3: Not as many. This is for the whole family, though. This is not just Willie and Rebecca, right?
0: So Willie and Rebecca walked away with like 375. And I will tell you. It is a little, and I and I can see you guys like, what? That's
1: still a lot.
0: We did have one extra day on the last one and we did 500, 508, but yeah. I, you do move a little differently when you, when your group is, is, is triple the size.
3: Yeah.
0: Rebecca and I have realized whether it's the parks, whether it's the parks or the cruises, we, we, we kind of move a little fast. We kind of bounce around. We can be in one picture spot and bouncing around to the next and. And so that was very much what happened on the eight night and, and the lines were even less. This cruise was a little different in that regard. And so yeah. we weren't able to kind of get all the picture spots every single night. So.
1: But 375 pictures was still good enough to mm-hmm. get... All of our character photos, all of the outfit photos that we had and everything else. So it was nice. Mm -hmm.
3: So you mentioned this was different. I think this is a perfect segue into talking about capacity, right? Because you had some longer lines for pictures than you guys had had on your previous cruise in October. Tell us if you could compare and whether you know, if you know the numbers, great, if you don't know the numbers, just kind of give us an idea of what capacity was like in comparison to your October cruise.
0: Yeah, it was it was about double. So October was under eleven hundred. This one was over twenty one hundred. It was double the amount of people. And you know, I've, I've cruised on, on full ships. I never thought I was crowded on a full ship. But you know, in the in the new in the new world, when your your six foot circle exists, and you you've kind of, this has been ingrained into you for almost two years now. You can you, you definitely feel that the difference between eleven hundred under eleven hundred to all the way to over twenty one hundred.
3: How did that, uh, Rebecca? How did that impact like lines for things or ability to get into different uh, venues on board? Whether it were you know bars or bingo or other activities, um, tell us about were there well one were there lines and two you know did it block you from being able to do certain things that maybe you could have done in October.
1: Yeah. So in our October cruise, we were pretty much guaranteed to be able to go to any trivia activity game show that that we wanted to do just because there weren't as many people going. Um, And this one, there were people lining up for about an hour before the bingo pre sale started to be in order to do the bingo. And that was for every single opportunity that they did it. It wasn't just the first day it was available. Up until Christmas Eve, they were doing Bingo opportunities and it it was packed every single time so we were never able to do that. Same thing with the trivias. If you were not 15 minutes early to anything in Ogills, you had a very hard time finding a space that was open for you. There were a couple of times where they moved certain activities from Ogills into Ulala, which is a more spacious open area with a bar, so they were able to, you know, provide more people the ac- ability to do those activities, but you definitely felt the difference in okay if we want to go somewhere or do an activity we need to make sure that we're planning ahead of time to to make sure that we can just have a seat it was it got uncomfortable at some parts, especially if you're a little more conscientious of your spacing and how far away you are from certain people. People lining up at bingo, that happens in the D lounge. And so they're lining up outside of the D lounge doors and going back towards the lobby through the photo or the shutters photography center, and sometimes even by the elevators, it would wrap all the way around. And so having to go anywhere over to the adult areas, which is also on deck three, but in you know the in the aft of the ship, you had to walk past that in, that entire line and try and you know wiggle your way through, and so it did feel a little bit different. Um, and there's so many kids on this one compared to the last one in October, which we could have expected because the middle of October was not when kids are going to be pulled out from school, but when they're already off for Christmas, it makes sense. You know, they can take a, a week long cruise like that. Um, so they were constantly running around sitting in elevators just riding it up and down so it was just a very different experience with twice as many people on board than we were used to
0: there were also some head scratching moments like there were some events in the D lounge where we kid you not it was just one of our family and one other family yeah and these were events that we saw on our October cruise that were the same one family and one other family but when you double the capacity you think oh maybe there'll be you know a few more th- attendees and now it, nothing has really changed so it really it really depended on, on specific events that that were that were happening like there were still moments of yeah it's empty in here
3: yeah well and that's bingo is one of those things but to your point Rebecca I'm assuming if people are lined up in that hallway and I know which hallway you're talking about right outside of d lounge There's no way that those people are social distancing from each other six feet apart or even three feet apart, party by party, right? When they're lined up for bingo.
1: Unfortunately not. And as soon as they were opening the doors and allowing people to go in, they were scooching, you know, trying to get as close as they could to be the next one in line. And and they were really eager Thankfully, a lot of mask wearing was happening, but definitely you could feel that you were closer to people than normal. And trying to walk through that area during a bingo time was was impossible.
3: How, how did you find the guest compliance with the COVID protocols as compared to October? Have people, I mean, this is right before Omicron kind of blew up. Have have people become a little more lax prior to? I, I mean, I, I hope there might be a difference now because now that omicron is more well known and i think it was sort of just becoming known before christmas but what w- what was people's compliance with things
0: i think i would say that, that there was maybe an increased comfort level it could be it could be multiple reasons people just oh i'm i'm, I'm vaccinated i'm good you know you, when you board these ships you know there, there is a lot of protocols and when you know everybody tested negative and, and the vaccine and, and all that i do think that you know in october it might have been just so new I think that that cruise was only the second extended sailing, meaning longer than four nights. I think it was a seven night right before it, and then eight nights. So, and I remember even our our server at the time telling us, "Yeah, we're not allowed off the ship," but they're they're constantly reevaluating that, you know. And and fast forward to this one, they 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 told us that they still that the the crew still isn't allowed to to just get off like they used to be able to, you know, in like the different ports and maybe run some errands. But I, I definitely think a lot more people were a lot more people were a lot more comfortable and so maybe not as concerned with it?
1: Just definitely more lax. Mm-hmm. I think it had, like you said, just started to become more hectic with with om- Omicron and you know the, the rising COVID cases. And I understand why people are becoming more lax with it because you test on before you can get on. And so if you know that these rising cases are happening, but you tested negative, you kind of assume that you've cleared everything. And if every single person on the ship has tested negative, why would there be any reason to be worried or anxious or nervous about the fact that I could catch you know, the virus? And so it, it does make sense. This was still probably the safest vacation you can take, I think, because of all of those protocols and, and stuff that they have in place but you have to be more aware of what you are doing and what other people are doing because people are making decisions for themselves. You know, the the whole, if I have a drink in my hand and I'm sitting at a table, I don't have to wear my mask. Or even if I am just sitting at a table by myself, you know, or within my group, I can now take it off. And, you know, those aren't necessarily the protocols in place for, for Disney Cruise Line, but people were kind of guiding themselves on what they felt comfortable with rather than what they knew the protocols were. So it was just, it was definitely different than in October.
0: And and another thing is when you get on a cruise, you don't, there is no, I mean, unless you pay for the internet package and you care to read the news. Part of why I like cruising is because I don't know what's happening in the outside world. And, And in today's day and age, I need that more than ever so yeah omicron was just starting to to make the rounds but then you get on board and it's like all right we're we're leaving covid free everyone negative right and then you know when we got back a week later omicron was a much 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 bigger thing
2: Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing sponsors over at Touring Plans. We use Touring Plans Travel to book our own Disney vacations and just love, love, love our Touring Plans Travel Specialist. She waits on hold when we don't have time. She monitors cruise deals for us and rebooks to get us lower rates on some of the cruise lines that actually where the prices actually do go down (laughs) like Disney Cruise Line. Uh, So she does watch those rates for us and rebook. She steers us toward cruises we would like and room categories and gives us suggestions. And so Well, we have our preferences. She's always there and available to help us out. And when we plan a parks vacation, it's just gotten so complicated of late with all the new genie technology and everything. Like I I need to rely on someone who really understands what's going on. And she Absolutely helps us there as well. So we love the folks over at Touring Plans. What we love most is that the philosophy of Touring Plans aligns with the philosophy of our own podcast. We're not out to sell you a Disney vacation. We're not travel agents ourselves. And so we just like to give our honest opinions and reviews. And I think you'll find the folks over at Touring Plans will also give you their honest opinions and reviews of different sailings and ships uh, and steer you toward the thing that they think is the best for your family. So remember, you don't pay anything extra to use a travel agent, especially when booking Disney vacations. Disney pays the travel agent at the time you travel. You're leaving money on the table. If you don't use a travel agent, you're certainly leaving expertise on the table if you don't. So we highly recommend the folks over at Touring Plans. Head over there, check them out, touringplans.com slash travel. We'll let them know the DCL duo sent you to help support the show. And with that, back to our episode. Well, let's see if we can't shift things to a more upbeat topic, which is food. I am curious about the Christmas Day menu and what was on there, because I want to know, is it just a version of the Thanksgiving Day menu or was there something special? So what what was on the Christmas Day menu for, uh, for dinner or did they do it on Christmas Eve? Uh, which day had the special menu?
1: It was on Christmas Day and they had advertised that it was a specialty menu offered to us. They had specialty desserts. um, They had some gluten-free options, which was a a Santa Claus mousse, which was like a dark chocolate mousse with a cherry filling um, on the outside and stuff. It was really nice. It was decorated with a little button. They had ham, like a honey glazed ham. Meal that was offered. They had a turkey dish that was offered on a previous night, also, mm-hmm. um, but they offered it again Different on Christmas Day. Stuff. Yeah.
0: So this was a menu for poor Rebecca when you when, when you have the the, the <laughs> gluten intolerance and and you've eaten foods in the past that you know you love. Maybe putting them on a menu in front of you isn't the best thing. And so Rebecca likes in Sp- in, in Spanish we call them croquetas. They're croquettes.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um, and they were on the menu. I don't remember what they were filled with, but I just ham remember and cheese. ham and cheese. You I just remember ham
1: and cheddar cheese. I remember the croquettes cause I couldn't have that. I just
0: remember <laughs> Rebecca agonizing over the fact yeah. that she, she couldn't have them at one point. She's like, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. And I told her, no, no. you can't make that d- decision. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're telling me hasn't, has, hasn't been feeling that great. We're not going to just pound some of these. Yeah. And then my whole family's, you know, we're all pounding Cuban and, and they're pounding <laughs> them because of course they are. And it was definitely a really good menu especially when you cruise so many times and you have the same, you know, the seven menus, it was nice to have a unique menu that you, you've never seen before. Um, and all the Christmas touches. So definitely enjoyed it. I do think there was a lot of, overlap and similarities to the to the to the Thanksgiving one because I remember when you had shared it I had also happened to see Christmas menus from years past and I remember seeing overlap between the menu you shared and what other people had shared from Christmas years in the past and sure enough it it, it was similar but there were also in the dessert area mainly there were you know a lot of you know like she said Santa Claus desserts different Christmas desserts that's where there was probably that, that separation. And before we forget, if we don't end up talking about Christmas specifically, but Christmas breakfast, that was the one time we went and had a sit down breakfast. We, we went to Enchanted. Because we did mass in the morning, our breakfast got pushed back a little bit. Royal Court had closed, so we ended up at Enchanted. They served the same breakfast at the two, but they had a special Christmas day breakfast in there as well. I did. Unique menu. What did I have? I had a very, uh, it was a very something, something Fresh French toast. toast. Um, I don't remember which Christmas adjectives or, or, or descriptions they used, Probably but it was all Mary. Christmas. Yeah. I don't think it was Mary. I think it was, a
1: it wasn't cherry. It rhymed with it? berry, but it wasn't Mary. Yeah. French
0: toast. You know? And so we had a French toast. There were, there were just, just different dishes. I, I, I can't remember what anyone else had, but it was cool to be at, at a sit down breakfast and not be at Cabana's. Although that was hard. Cause that was the last day and my last opportunity to get my croissant rolls. That's you ordered them. Ah, yes, I did order. You had them right. ordered
1: from Cabanas. I did, have, I, did, I did put in a request to
0: have them brought down from Cabanas. And you know you'll you'll, you'll get a yes from Disney because you know that there's probably an elevator shoot somewhere that, you know. Um, so it was cool to have a unique Christmas breakfast. And, you know, the, you, you mentioned the pictures earlier. We, we went to breakfast in our, in our pajamas.
1: They had a peanut butter and jelly pancake. I don't mm. know if that's on any other regular menu, but it, was, it looked <laughs> good. <laughs>
2: You mentioned the port stops that you got to take. Uh, Did you get off the ship? Did you do anything fun at the port?
1: Dun, dun, dun. We did get off in Jamaica. Ooh, ooh. I was so excited because the other cruises that we take, we always go Nassau, Cozumel, any other Mexican port, and then Castaway, right? And we're very keen on just getting off on Castaway and having like six sea days. And so, but I was adamant about getting off in Jamaica and his family had been to Jamaica before, but I was like, this isn't just some, you know, Mexican or other Caribbean port. This is, you know, a brand new country that is, is interesting and beautiful. And I want to go see. And so we did get off in Jamaica to go do like a bamboo boat ride through a river.
0: Rafting on the Bray. That one. (laughs) It's an iconic stream or river. But
1: if you, if you were to tell somebody you take a bamboo boat ride on a river, it's just as cool as saying the Marta Bray. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Jamaica is my family. It's our favorite, I would say, Caribbean port um, of all the Caribbean ports. And we're talking Western, Eastern, Southern that we've done. Yeah, i um,
3: That's high praise. I've never been to Jamaica ever. And none of our cruises have, shop- have stopped in Jamaica. We were supposed to stop in Jamaica on one of them, uh, one of the ones that we took. This fall, but it got changed to Costa Maya and Cozumel with all the changes. But yeah, so that's high praise hearing that Jamaica's your favorite, other than yeah, and going White. back
0: to our itinerary change, the the six night on the Magic went to Costa Maya and the seven night on the Fantasy went to Jamaica. So that was the trade off there.
1: This was my first time in Jamaica as well. And I will say it was like hard to see people living in conditions like that. I felt so out of place in this massive, you know, bus, just basically watching these people walk around without like, I don't, it was, I'm an empath and it, it hurts me so much to see people like that, knowing what, how I'm living for anybody else who feels that way. It's important to kind of brace yourself for that, that going into these places where tourism is such a huge necessity for their economy. You have to realize that you're going to see things that are just outside of, of your normalcy and what you are used to, it, it really puts it in perspective to just, you know, be thankful and grateful for, for what you have. So.
3: What about the other, what were the other ports? Oh, you went to, well, you went to Castaway. I obviously assume you got off the ship, but what did you do on Castaway? Where'd you go?
1: You did not touch the water. <laughs> it was cold and everyone's going to say it wasn't cold, but it was cold, but we played family volleyball we all went over there together to play volleyball.
0: Hung on the beach.
1: Yeah. We played sat down basketball. Hung on the beach. We played basketball. And In the Shade has become like mine and Willie's, one of our favorite places to go and do because they have the three basketball hoops there. We like to play ping pong and foosball and those were not on the ships anymore. So we mm-hmm. got to do, we got to play that while we were there too. Just, I took a nap again. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> it's fun.
0: <laughs> eat, got to eat. Cookies.
3: Yeah, I got some meat at Cookies. And then what was what was the third port that you guys went to? I I'm forgetting now.
0: Cozumel, yeah.
3: Did you get off?
0: No. No.
1: (laughs) 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 It was beautiful to look at from the veranda, but no, we did not get off.
0: One in Cozumel, one in Nassau. Enjoy the boat.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. So curious about your adult dining experience. I'm also curious if you happen to hear, did they do anything special with adult dining on Christmas or was it just the same menus that they normally have?
0: We didn't, we, we did it uh, the second, so the third day of the cruise, so the day after Castaway, we did it early. So we didn't do it on on Christmas day. Didn't look different other than the decorations and all the little Christmas trees around Apollo, but no, it, it, the menu looked the same.
3: And you just, and you did brunch, right? Not dinner? Correct, I, yeah, okay. It was
1: awesome. It was my first time going and it was the best opportunity for people that have gluten allergies, I would say. There was no need to like speak to a chef. The waitress was very knowledgeable on on the opportunities. She praised this bread that she was giving me so high. She was like, you probably will never find better gluten-free bread than the one that I'm (laughs) about to give you. And she was right. It was this olive oil herb almost like focaccia bread it was warm it was thin but like chewy at the same time it was to me the the best gluten-free bread that i have now if you i don't know how many gluten allergy or free people you have but disney world has the same rolls all over property so you know what you're expecting when you're eating, you know, gluten free, free bread at Disney World, but the one at Palo was different and it is different than the one that's in the regular rotational dining, which was exceptional. It's just exceptionally better, which you would expect for a Palo type establishment to have. Um, I was able to get chicken parm. It just wasn't breaded chicken parm, which is fine for me because I love just regular grilled chicken. I was able to get charcuterie boards and they had seafood and they had flatbreads available if I wanted. I mean there was not anything limited for for me at Palo. I liked the free mimosa at the beginning to kind of toast with everyone. It was the the overall experience was just was very high. I I really, really enjoyed it.
2: Well, did you guys have anything that we missed? Anything that stood out for you about the cruise that you're just dying to tell us that we haven't asked about?
0: Yeah, I think the one hard part for us was the merch. We'd seen the merch for Christmas. We wanted the merch. We were excited about the merch. The merch. And the merch was <laughs> not, the merch was gone.
1: It was not there. Mostly. Um, there
0: was a t-shirt, sorry. What because my thing is is, you know, everybody commemorates things differently. I love to commemorate things with a t-shirt. I like to wear a t-shirt that says, oh, you know, like I still wear my Alaska sweater um, from from the year that I, I sailed in Alaska and my, my, my nice Nike polo. Like those are the things I love to have. And this one, I loved every piece of clothing they had. They had a spirit jersey that is more Rebecca style. They had a sweater that I just absolutely fell in love with mm-hmm. and they had a t-shirt. The spirit jersey, luckily Rebecca size was there and the t-shirt was there. But what I really wanted was the sweatshirt, which was with Mickey and some Christmas themed and Disney cruise line. And. You know, I, I think I just told Rebecca, I was like, you know, I felt like when you're on the Christmas sailing, I thought maybe they would have held some merch back and said the Christmas sailing will for
2: sure have all sizes available.
0: It may be gone on the first day, but they'll for sure have it. And so I just want my sweater.
2: It, it's interesting because the at Elani, they had a ton of merch. I mean, to the point where they like dis- like we were there in August and they didn't have anything right? People were asking us about ornaments and stuff and they were out and they didn't have anything. This time they had, oh, actually I shouldn't say a ton of merch, but of the merch they had, they had a good amount of it. They discounted it. Like, well, actually I'm not sure they discounted it the day after Christmas, but you know, you could tell they were going to head into like holiday sales period and they still had a bunch of 2021 stuff on the shelf. So yeah, it's a little disappointing when you have a premium to sale Christmas week and you can't get the Christmas merch on board. So that's, that's, that's disappointing to hear for sure. So
1: yeah, especially when you know that it was available the week before, like we have been asking cast members, like, we really want the sweatshirt. Do you have any? And they were like, oh, they sold out the last, like, last cruise. And it's like, you couldn't have saved like three in each size just so that you have the opportunity to get it, especially for the Christmas Day cruise. Like if you're going to save it for anything, that would be the one. You know, we were, I mean, we're very thankful that we were still able to get merch for mm-hmm. this cruise to still commemorate. My spirit jersey was available. There were ears that were available to to purchase if you're into that. So those options were still definitely there. But the one thing that you've been eyeing for for weeks, you know, and you've been so excited to think about getting it, and then to find out that you know you were never going to get that opportunity was just a little a little heartbreaking.
2: All right. Well, it sounds like a fabulous cruise that you two had. We could probably talk about it all evening, but. It is that time in our show when I'm going to hand you over to Sam for rapid fire. So Sam, I think you've got a special rapid fire because we've had Willie and Rebecca on several times now. And so this is a special rapid fire edition just for Willie and Rebecca. So take it away, Sam. I am speed.
3: So because we've already done Cruise Line Rapid Fire with you, we've already done Parks Rapid Fire with Rebecca we're going to do a Disney Resort Hotel rapid fire instead. We know you have a lot of experience at a lot of different resorts. So we're going to start with what is your overall favorite resort hotel Disney property? Rebecca, what what would you say overall favorite? Oh,
1: it is so hard. I am Torn but I will say I have been to only Vero Beach outside of Walt Disney World as far as resorts are you know concerned. So I'm gonna stay in property. I am torn between the Riviera and the boardwalk. I we have amazing experiences at both. The theming for both, I think, is is top notch. Between those two, I I can't pick.
3: Willie, what about you? Favorite overall resort?
0: Mine is the Polynesian. I, I've always loved the island vibes. Uh, I I just love the Polynesian. We were just there this weekend. when Rebecca's first time at Ohana for breakfast. I love the food there. Love the rooms, the, the, the theming, just the feel of, of transporting all the way to the Polynesian Islands. That that is that is my favorite. But come December, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas, Copper Creek does does surpass it for those thirty something days. But but the Polynesian.
3: All right. Next question is favorite resort, hotel, pool. Willie, we're going to start with you for this one.
0: (laughs) I don't want to say beach club because that's what everyone says.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But it is the best. (laughs)
1: There's no wrong answer here and it's anything but the beach club. (laughs) It it
0: is, But that's why I don't want to say it. It is the best. We have
1: never been there together.
3: (laughs) I love it. Collectively
1: as a couple cannot say the beach club because we don't have experience. We
3: can't speak on it. But that's against the rules of rapid fire because the rule of rapid fire. Is, this is your individual, individual answers, right? Not. Wait, a wait no, no, answers. no, I
2: thought the rules of I thought the rules of rapid fire were where there are no rules. That's true. That's also, <laughs> I thought that was the rules too.
3: That's also true. So the rules are whatever Sam says they are at any given time. Uh,
2: so. Be forewarned, future guests. The rules have changed. I also do like the Polynesian
0: pool, the the the, the kind of like lava volcano slide. I do enjoy that one. But beach, beach it's like Beach Cub, it's, it's, it's in a league of its own. So, like, what is the second best? And, and I'd probably say the Polynesian and or um, the Riviera. The Riviera has a nice, spacious pool. It's nice. Bar Riva is there. Primo Piato is right there. So, you know, you can go into the quick service, do a quick mobile order, come right outside and eat. I'll rank on those three.
3: All right. Fair enough. Rebecca?
1: I'm going to say Vero Beach. Vero Beach is very, very nice. They have one of the fastest slides, hmm. I think, there. It's within 10 feet of the actual beach. You have the quick service and the wind and waves grill right there. It's There's a turtle themed. It's, to me, was great. There's, what is the beanbag thing? Cornhole. Cornhole. There's hammocks right next to it to me it, because it's a, it's a in mini a, golf. Yeah, it's in a place of its own. So you, it has to have kind of everything wrapped around it, like right there. So that was the central hub for Vero Beach. So I'm going to say Vero Beach.
3: All right. Favorite sit down restaurant at one of the hotels? I'm going to say the Grand Floridian Cafe. And we have
1: previously talked about this. So if his answer is anything different, I'm going to be confused because we said. <laughs> Regardless of eating time, breakfast, lunch, dinner, it just hits different. It literally never can go wrong. In our opinion, I have my favorite meal I get there. He's able to get two or three things off the menu that he loves. We just had breakfast there on Mm -hmm. this past weekend trip. Mm -hmm. It's overall the best well-rounded meal time and we're always I'm always happy to go there. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say the Grand Floridian Cafe.
0: I'm gonna answer Favorite dinner is Trattoria Al Forno. Favorite Surprise. dinner, favorite chicken parm. But the best all around you can go there for any meal a day, all three meals of the day, and they're all really good is the Grand Floridian Cafe Cafe.
3: Okay, but we gotta move on to quick serve. Quick serve at a hotel, what's the who's doing it the best? We'll start with Willie. Geyser Point. Yeah, I knew that.
0: <laughs> Geyser Point. Best, best feel, best food, Bison Burger. But don't get me started on the the app. There's one appetizer there that is amazing. It's the burnt and nacho or burnt and brisket nacho dip. It's like brisket with cheese layer on mm-hmm. top, and it's like nice hot little skillet. And it's like I'm not a big potato chip fan. But these potato chips, you know, you, it's not tortilla chips. It's like potato chips. You know, you put them in, break through the cheese, grab some of the brisket. Oof, that is the best appetizer. Follow that up with a bison burger. And then you add the, uh, the overall vibe right up against the water. If you're there for the fireworks show, you can see the fireworks show perfectly. Right now, when it's cold, they have heaters. Uh, must do. We were just there this weekend as well.
3: Okay, Rebecca, your favorite quick serve.
1: None are popping to my head as much as Geyser Point is, even though I feel like there's a different one. There is. What is it?
0: You like Sutuli?
1: But that's not in. it's in the, the parks.
0: Yeah, we're
1: talking about I'm resort. Trying to say resort only. Geyser Point. I really, really love, and this is because we've had it more frequently in the.
0: Oh, Riviera.
1: Yeah, Primo Piatto.
0: Yeah, Primo Piatto It would yeah. be. It would be a very close second to Geyser Point.
1: Kind of on this kick of trying to find pizza at every quick service and test it to see which one is the best. Gluten free pizza, yeah, which gluten free pizza is the best? So far, it is the Saratoga
0: quick service. Quick
1: service, the, yeah. The, the artist, palette, artist palette, the Saratoga quick service. We had that. I had that for dinner tonight. Even though my acid reflux is off the charts, it still was better than the one I had at Primo Piatto. But You can't get a croque monsieur anywhere else than Primo piatto, So (laughs) it's just the kind whatever you're hoping for. (laughs) Nice.
3: All right. Now, my last question for Rapid Fire is bucket list resort hotel. So this is one you haven't been to and you can't, and you just, you have to go. You have to go at some point.
1: I have got two. If I'm feeling real fancy, I want to stay at the Grand. Really, really bad. The Grand Floridian. It's just, it's so luxurious. It's so the Disney World property, you know, like you've gotta go. But I'm also a sucker for Port Orleans. The theming of that one is just so nice. We took we take the boat there back and forth from Disney Springs quite often. And just feeling like you're walking down the street of New Orleans is is really cool. And I love jazz music and you know i loved working at those resorts when i was a cast member and stuff so i've always felt you know an affinity to to being at borderline so i'm stuck between the two they're both bucket lists every resort i haven't stayed at is a bucket list if we're being honest but the top ones
3: i think are going to be those two
0: yeah mine's alani
3: (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if that was if one of you was going to say alani yeah and i know we're staying there for our honeymoon it's one of those where
0: we've the first time we go, we want it to be special. So we've already committed to the honeymoon, even though we could we can do it whenever. But it's like we've already committed, you know. And you're so close, like you know, twenty twenty three. You know, at this point, just
3: wait. Are you gonna do a cruise and then El Lani? Yes. Th- <laughs> this
0: wedding day is like literally. I've always said since I was younger, since like I started working, like I don't care about a wedding. My money is going into a honeymoon.
3: Mm-hmm. So you're saying we should skip the wedding and just go meet you in El Lani. <laughs>
0: The date date of the wedding is predicated on like cruising. Um, It's on a Friday so that the next day you board the fantasy, assuming everything stays the same the next day you board the fantasy, do that for a week, maybe come home for a day, do some laundry repack and fly out to Alani for another seven days. Seven nights. I don't want to sleep at the
1: house in between the cruise and Alani. We might have to. No, we get off the cruise, and there's a flight that leaves some night.
0: Well, I've looked at the flights out of Orlando, into- and like the they're all like super early in the morning, like at nine a.m. And we may not be able to make a nine a.m. flight off the cruise.
3: Yeah, well, especially because you've got you you're looking forward to a five hour and a six hour or or there about you know six two back to back six hour flights. But yeah, no, that sounds uh that sounds amazing. And you know, what is what's actually next on your before we end the show, we have to hear what's next for you guys? What's the next trip that you have planned on the cruise?
0: Right now booked in for sure is the Maiden Voyage on the Wish with you all. But we are eyeing maybe uh I'm just missing the dream. I wanna hit the Grand Slam already. We're close for her, for Rebecca getting gold, so we are eyeing maybe a back to back on the Dream. Get two sailings, seven nights, but two sailings. I get my grand slam. She hits gold, so she boards the the wish with a oh, gold yeah. lanyard. That's that's what we've been talking about. We'll we'll see if it, if if we do indeed go ahead and book that. But as of right now, it's the wish.
2: We will see you there. There's lots of uh, planning that you all have to do between now and this uh, mythical wedding uh, cruise. It sounds like an Alani vacation. Uh, so we can't wait to talk to you all about all of it at some point. And we can't wait to catch up with you live and in person aboard the Wish. So, as always, thank you both for coming on and sharing your experience with your very maritime cruise aboard the Fantasy. It sounds fabulous. So, we really appreciate you coming on. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you. Guys thank for having you us. all.
2: <laughs> Certainly hope you enjoyed hearing from Willie and Rebecca again. We cannot wait to have them back on the show and hear all about this wedding planning and their honeymoon and a cruise. It just sounds like a fabulous time and we're looking forward to meeting up with them in person aboard The Wish. So stay tuned for more from them. They're a fabulous cruising couple that we love to have on and talk Disney with. So with that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from California Kid who writes, excellent, informative, well-produced, funny. This show brings you great trip reports and news from Disney Cruise Line and across the Disney Vacation Experience. The shows are very well produced and have a great flow to them that keeps it familiar yet fun and informative. I like the lightning round at the end of most shows too. Well, lightning round is one of our favorites too and Sam loves putting them together. So thank you so much for the uh, the feedback and the review. We love, love, love reading these reviews on the air each week. So head over to Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star written review and we will read it on the air at the end of our shows. Love connecting with our listeners through those reviews. So with that, I do just want to thank everyone out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you and keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. If you'd like to connect with us offline, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also head over to the DCL Duo vlog and podcast Facebook group if you'd like to join a conversation with some like-minded DCL Duo fans and cruisers like yourself. If you'd like to help support the show, as always, you can browse to patreon.com slash dclduo to join one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there. Or you can head over to touringplans.com slash travel to book your next fabulous Disney vacation. Just let them know the DCL Duo sent You. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.